Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer Show. Our next guest this afternoon is the former spouse to legendary heavy metal singer and frontman of Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and you know him as Ronnie James Dio. Here to talk about the release on DVD and Blu-ray as well as 4K, Dio, Dreamers Never Die. When you're a kid, you're looking for a voice that says, this is my generation. And then all of a sudden, here comes Ronnie James Dio. This is rock and roll that is going to change your life. Taking over for Ozzy. Can you imagine? He was the real deal. Ronnie's story traverses the whole history of rock music. A lot of people think of Ronnie as being the guy that did this and singing metal, but there's another side. Please welcome Ronnie's former wife and former manager, Wendy Dio. How are you? I'm good. I'm Jake. This is Bauer. We're in the great state of Minnesota. Ever been here? Oh, yes, of course. Many times. Ronnie played there many, many times. Excellent. Good. And you were and you you were on the tour with him as well. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, what was that like? Yeah, being on, uh, I mean, honestly, we, we've never been on a tour before, and you're the closest person we know. So, what's that like being on a tour? Um, good times and bad times, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Um, but uh, very exhausting as well because the traveling is exhausting, especially for the band who, who have to perform every night and get off really late and then have to get up early to get to the next place. Yeah, <clears throat> how but, uh. uh Ronnie used to, Ronnie loved touring. He loved touring. He loved his audience. He loved his fans. So he loved it. How how do you have any time? I mean, you're 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 helping put this documentary together. Like this in and of itself, that alone seems like it was probably pretty time consuming to go through footage, to make decisions, to see the editing through for Dio. Dreamers never die. How I mean, you must have put in years worth of work here. Uh, three years. It was three years in the making. Uh, it was a year longer because of COVID stuck in the middle. But actually, the COVID turned out to be a good thing because it gave us more time to delve into the archives and find more stuff. And uh, what I wanted in this documentary to portray Ronnie as who he really was, um, uh, good times and bad times, in between times, and made me find some little gems that even the hard rock Band didn't know about Ronnie, and I, I was really pleased with it. I think the de- directors Don and Demian did an amazing job. Uh, this new uh, one has uh, three bonus uh, tracks in there as well from uh, different pieces that were got cut out from the original one. Interesting. How, when did you first become his manager? Uh, when he left Rainbow, because oh, okay. uh, when when he left Rainbow, he didn't have a manager because the manager left with Rainbow. Um, and that was hard because uh, I wasn't expecting to be his manager, but uh, Ronnie uh, insisted, and uh, so we did. And it was hard because at that time it was a man's world. There were not any women managers except Sharon and I, and uh, uh, men would try to take it away from us and tell us we didn't know what we were doing, but we persevered, and I think there's a lot of really good women managers now. Agreed. I mean, you guys kind of laid the groundwork, right? Do you, do you do you and Sharon ever talk? Do you guys speak to each other? When we see each other, we don't. We you know we move in different circles. Sure. Uh, but you know, I, I see her once in a while. We see each other, say hi, what's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I because I think I mean not for nothing, but I think when they have these you know these video series of all of these people and their specialty, whatever it is, like you have the chef that works especially on sushi or whatever. You got somebody that's here that's a, an artist, a drawer, and they've got these special episodes you can get online. I would like to see the two of you teach somebody how to manage a band or an artist. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> Master class? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be great. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to say, for my money. I think uh, his best work was Holy Diver. What do you think? Yeah, Holy Diver was uh, definitely one of them. One of them. Heaven and Hell also. What? What? So when you, knowing Ronnie as well as you did, when he would sit back and talk with you, what did you guys, what was the, the hardest but most rewarding project he worked with? Probably Holy Diver. Because yeah. uh, we didn't know what was going to happen then. Uh, <clears throat> he had just left Sabbath a big band and now we were on our own having to do everything ourselves and um Michael company wasn't real helpful at the time because it was just a solo deal that Ronnie had uh worked really really hard on that uh, but the first time uh, we didn't know what was going to happen but the first time we did a show and I saw the audience I got goosebumps because I we did it we actually did it you know that's fantastic in the height of his career in the very height of the career what would you say was his his most shiny moment to him? What was it where he was like, "Yep, I've I've made it. This is uh, I'm going to be uh, living on forever." When he played Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's. Fantastic. I mean, that's a treat for any musician. But uh, I mean, that's uh, incredible opportunity. Now, what I want to know, and this, know, this is one of the things. Played, one of the, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, I was I was going to. I want to hear what you had to say about Madison Square Garden. I was just going to say, well, that was time when there were no cell phones then, and uh, yeah. it, that was his highlight. And he said, "Oh, well, my name's tonight. Take a photo, Wendy." And I said, "Oops, I forgot the camera." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now, now of course, that. the irony that everybody has a camera on them in their pockets every single day of their lives, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so here's you you put together this uh, dreamers never die you're certainly a part of finding that footage let's get some extra footage let's put it in there what do Dio fans or or even the most casual Ronnie James Dio fan what do they not know about Ronnie James Dio like what is one thing that we might be stunned to find out about Ronnie was it like if there's a is there a guilty pleasure he had for an artist he liked to listen to that we'd be shocked by or some hobby that he had that we don't know about. What would be some of these things that we would find out about Ronnie James Dio from Dreamers Never Die? I think his doo-wop days, that he was playing doo-wop, that he played trumpet from five years old, um, that we was in those bands. He was in bands before the Beatles. Um, I think those might be things that they didn't know uh, about Ronnie, the the terrible accident that he had that almost... uh, stops him from become, carrying on as a musician Oof. his best died. Um, things, you know, different little bits in there. The making of the album uh, of Holy Diver, the artwork, uh, we we tried to, Ronnie and I, neither one of us do anything, couldn't even draw a stick figure, and we were trying to portray to the to the, the uh, artist uh, what we wanted, and then he went down to the Malibu and came back and showed us some photos and said, "Is this what you want?" Uh, that was a, that was something that I, maybe the kids uh, didn't know about. That outstanding, yeah. Okay, so tell me one last one last question for you here. I got one last question. Okay, I, go ahead. What what car did he drive? Right. What uh, what kind of car did he drive? A Mercedes G five hundred. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, he, and he also he also had an old 
um, Mercedes, I think it was 280XL or something. It was from the 70s that he loved. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, what would you say was Ronnie James Dio's collection? What did he collect privately, something that he had that you knew of? Like, you could get it for him as a gift or friends would get it for him, but what did Ronnie collect? (laughs) Pugs? He had a huge frog collection because he played the part of Froggy in um, in uh, the, the uh, Alan Aldridge, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Grasshopper's Feast. Yeah. And he sang the song Love Is All, which is very, his very first gold record he ever received. And he played the part of the frog. And he started collecting frogs. And then everybody, all his fans would send frogs. I've got thousands of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> you see, don't think of Ronnie James Dio and frogs all of a sudden. It never happens that way. That is awesome. That is fantastic. All right, so look, the thing we need to know about right now is that the Dio Dreamers Never Die documentary is available on DVD and Blu-ray as well as 4K. Uh, the life and legendary life of Ronnie James Dio, one of my favorite singers. And also, by the way, when you were talking about Holy Diver, one of the most iconic album covers for me in the history of rock and roll. It's definitely right there. Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you for your support. Thanks a lot. Good luck with everything. And uh, thank you for having me on the station. That's it for us in the Jake and Bauer Show. We'll catch up with you for a Friday tomorrow. Until then, for Jake and myself, see ya.